Take your Bibles, turn to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah. We'll talk about that video more in just a second. I, uh, today we're going to talk about names. Names are important, right? Uh, I thought about it this week. I did one of those things where I ordered something. Um, I won't tell you what it is because the person that's receiving it may be sitting in the uh, room here today. All right, But I ordered something at a store online and then went and picked it up. And so I went to pick it up and they asked for the email confirmation and an ID, a picture ID. And so I pulled out my um, ID and showed it to them. And the lady on the other side, who was very cheerful, very excited about the Christmas, Christmas season in retail, um, looked at me and just said, Lyle, I've never heard that name before. Wow. I was like, oh, okay. How do you respond to that? Well, I hear it every day. It's my name, right? And it got me thinking, you know, I do have a different name. I don't have a very common name. My mom and dad are here and they name me Lyle and, um, I, I love them, um, even for that. And, um, they have disagreements about why I'm named Lyle a little bit. My dad is convinced. Now, some of you, this will pass right over your head. Um, there was a popular star on the Carol Burnett show, Lyle Wagner. My dad's convinced that it was a nod to him that my mom wanted to name me Lyle. All right. And so, yeah, Lyle is. And so I looked it up just to say, okay, how popular is my name? And this year it ranked for boys as the 1,569th most popular name in the English language. I didn't know there were 1,568 other names, but it's way down the list. Now, apparently in the 20s, it was all the way at 250, but has seen a precipitous decline since. Now, I don't know if your name's popular. I don't know if your kids' names are popular. If you're naming kids in the next year, I have some suggestions for you. Maybe you've got a child on the way, or you're a grandparent, and you want to encourage your kids with some names. Or maybe you're a great-grandparent, and you think it'd be a great legacy for you to be able to name. Um, I'm sure the parents would agree with all of that. You're just you're thinking through all that. And so if you're looking for popular names... Here are the most popular. If you say, well, I don't want my child to walk through life with the 1,569th most popular name. Sophia is the top girl's name for the eighth year in a row. Number two is Olivia. And number three is Emma. Number four is a beautiful name. It's Ava. The top names for guys. Number one is Jackson. Number two is Liam. And number three is Noah. <laughs> we have a Jackson and Noah sitting right here together, right? But maybe when I look at this group of people gathered together on Christmas Eve morning, I think you're not just somebody that wants the popular name. You want the trendy name. Like when I look at you, I think trend setters. That's what I think when I look at this group of people gathered at First Baptist on Sunday morning. And so I thought we'd play a little game because nothing goes with Christmas like trivia. All right. And so we're going to play a little game this morning. You can play with your neighbors, with your friends, or if you're really competitive, you can see how you fare against everybody else. I'm going to give you five of the trendiest names. But the way we're going to do that is I'm going to give you a clue to the name in a category and see if you can come up with the name. All right. So. 
Now, we're not going to ask you all to yell it out at the same time, but just think about it for a second and then see if you can come up with it. All right, so one of the trendiest names of the year, here's the clue, True Colors, this primary color name rose 16% for boys this year. All right, you talk amongst yourself, have a conversation, all right? Just look at it, all right? And the answer is red. The, the clue there was primary colors. There are only three of those. And you need to go back to elementary school. Red, blue, yellow, that's it. All right, so. And you could have said blue rose 12%, but not quite as much as red. All right, so. Here's the second category and question for names, all right? Ball skills. This athlete in the GOAT discussion, the greatest of all time discussion, saw the popularity of his name rise 64%. 64%. All right, any guesses? It is LeBron. Now, first of all, some of you are hating on me. I did not say he was the greatest of all time. I said there were discussions about it. I personally don't think he's in the discussion with MJ, but there are people that have that discussion. Now, some of you are mad at me because you think LeBron is. I don't, that's not what this sermon's about. All right. How many, anybody two for two yet? Vincent down here. Vincent Thomas slyly did that. All right. We got one right back. Look at that. Vincent did not know the answer's priority. All right, number three, here's the third one. It's Disney everywhere. This Disney character's name for a girl has soared 64% for girls this year. 64% this year. All right, any guesses? What are your guesses? It is Moana. <laughs> I heard, I see that hand, Brian Hawkins, I see that hand right there. I don't know if that was involuntary, if it was, I apologize, but, all right. Number four, here we go, wrapping up. This new school rap star passed go and his name landed up 21%. I didn't hear that. I know some of you are into the rap scene and got this on lockdown here. Some of you are like, what is rap? All right, and so. All right, anybody got a guess? All right, here it is. Chance the Rapper, all right? Some of you out there know who I'm talking about. Many of you, this is the first time you're ever seeing this guy in your life, all right? And here's the last question. Chance is a believer, but you might not know that from his music, all right? Earth, Wind, and Fire. When the fire is gone, this name remains up 47% for boys and 28% for girls. All right. Here it is. Ember. Boy, doesn't that sound like a good, cool name? Ember. Now, anybody get five out of five? No. Anybody get four out of five? Three out of five? David Jackson, look at the most trending guy, works in our youth ministry. That's what we're talking about. All right, so names are important, right? 
your name's important, my name's important. And when we think about it, they can convey a lot about who we are or where we are in that moment. And when God promised to send a Messiah that we celebrate on Christmas, he gave four important names to show us the kind of Savior he would be. In Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 outline that. Let's look at that together. It's going to be on the screen if you don't um, have a Bible with you. We're going to look just at verse 6. For a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us. And the government will be on his shoulders. And his name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. His name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. Now here's what I want to do this morning very quickly is to look at that last name, the Prince of Peace. And I want to break it down because I'm afraid sometimes when we hear that it just rolls off the tongue and we don't really think about the two separate parts of that description. In particular, we don't stop and think about what it means that he's called A prince. Now, as Americans, we have this kind of weird fascination with all things royalty. Kingdoms and kings and queens and princes and princesses. I mean, when our kids play imagination stuff, they play knights with swords. Or they're princes. They're in a kingdom. The most popular video game apps on phones today often revolve around kingdoms like Clash of Clans and Clash Royale. There's a whole group of tower defense games, world building games. They're all about doing it during the time of kings and queens and kingdoms. In the entertainment world, uh, we have all of these shows that reference that. In fact, Netflix this year decided that they... uh, they were getting into the Hallmark Christmas movie phase. And they put a couple of movies up about this romance at Christmas time. And one of them was called A Christmas Prince. And they tweeted about a week ago that 53 people had watched it every day since it had been released. Now, first of all, it's a little creepy that Netflix is watching what we're watching all the time. But that's the world we live in. If you don't expect that, you're misinformed, all right? Secondly, they wrote in there, if you're watching this every day, 53 people, who hurt you? What happened to you, right? People want to know about it. Now, and on Netflix, the uh, Emmy for the best drama last year went to a show called The Crown. That's all about Queen Elizabeth and how she came to be queen in her life. At least we're not fascinated with the current English royalty, right? Like Prince William doesn't get on the news at all when he gets engaged to an American girl. It's going to be publicized for the next few months. It's going to be crazy. It's Prince Harry. William, I know, he's married. See, I make a mistake. Like, no, 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 not my William. Not my William. It's Harry, all right? You ever thought about why are we so fascinated by it? You know, we have a, we have a date on our calendar in America. It's a call, it's a, um, it's in the summer. Um, it's like on the fourth day of the month, July the fourth, right? And we call that what our 
Independence Day. Why? Because we declared independence from what? A monarchy, a king. And yet we're still fascinated with it. Now, the question I ask is, why are we still fascinated with it? And part of the reason is, is because it's not here. Like the American spirit would never survive in a monarchy. We wouldn't allow it. It's not who we are. But we like watching other people in it. Just not us. Concept of someone having a prince or a king is okay, but not us. And it's even infiltrated into our personal lives. No one can tell us what to do. No one can tell us what to feel. No one can tell us what to be. When we hear that name, the Prince of Peace, the first thing that we have to be reminded of is that his name tells us something very important about following Jesus. That if we want to follow God, we are not following a democracy, we're not following a republic. It's a kingdom. He is the ruler of the kingdom. And to be part of the kingdom means that we subject ourselves to and follow the leadership of our king. What we see in our world, those graphic pictures and descriptions of what's happened in the last several years in our world, man, isn't it it almost depressing to see it pile up on top of each other? What that is, is just a simple understanding of a kingship and lordship problem in our world. Where we, in our sinful nature, have declared that we want to do it our way, we want to do it without Jesus. Jesus came to be a solution for the chaos of our world. The word for prince there is actually the word sar in Hebrew, which means chief, ruler, or captain. It means that he's the rightful ruler and heir of authority. He's the only one capable of taking control and ruling over us. Genesis 3 predicted this would come when it talked about him smashing the head. We talked about in Genesis 49.10 that he would rule with the king's scepter. In John 12, he comes riding on a donkey in a humble move. He has put a crown of thorns on his head before his crucifixion. And even though they do it in a way to mock him, it does not undermine the legitimacy of a crown being on his head. And when he's crucified, they put a sign over him that says, King of the Jews. What we see in the end in the book of Revelation is that when all of this happens and is wrapped up and that we move on to the future, to the kingdom that is to come, That Jesus is seated in a throne where he will rule forevermore. Now the thing for us to realize is what will happen to the world should happen in our own lives. That we need to get off the throne of our own lives and allow Jesus to take control. And the problem is most of us in this room have grown up with a spirit of do it ourselves and take control and I'll make my decisions and I'll do what I want and I'll say what I want and I'll be who I want and nobody can tell me otherwise. But following Jesus means that we subject ourselves to the authority of our king. Isaiah said that he will be called prince, ruler, captain. And then it's got a modifier, a description on the back end that says... Of peace. And that Hebrew word is the word that maybe you've heard before, which is shalom, which means rest, tranquility, wholeness, completeness, contentment. 
He says that he is our king and the reason he comes to rule and the reason he comes to reign is not to be someone that puts us in our place and really upsets us, but he is to be the one that sets everything into completeness, into wholeness and makes everything right again. When I watched that video the first time sitting in my office and those images started coming through and then at the very end is that light that penetrates. I know that in that video and for this occasion that light represents the star that went and showed the wise men where Jesus would be late. But I'm looking forward to the day when my King of Kings, when my Lord of Lords will break forth the eastern sky and will turn to claim what is rightfully His and turn all of this into completeness. And wholeness. What's interesting to me about this passage in Isaiah is the immediate context, the immediate background of what is happening in Isaiah is they are literally at the point of war. They are looking out their windows and there is the world's greatest army surrounding them at this moment. And the king of Israel is saying, we got to go get help. we got to go ask some people for help. And Isaiah comes in, and in chapter 7 he says, no, 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 don't, don't go get help. He gives the prophecy that we would use, that the virgin shall give birth and you call his name. And that's part of what he's prophesying in here. But what he's telling the king is, God will take care of you. Don't go get an ally. Depend on God. Fight with God's power. Depend on who he is. And Isaiah is continuing that through chapter 9 when he says, and one day it won't matter who's out there. It won't matter what's going on in your life. It won't matter the difficulties that are there. Because one day God is going to send a son for us. And he will be a wonderful counselor. And he will be a mighty God. He will be an everlasting father. And he will be the prince of peace. And in that peace We can find comfort for our lives. John chapter 14 verse 27. He is talking to his disciples and he tells them. Tells them to take heart and do not lose faith and to trust in him. Here's what he says in John 14 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. In Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7. He tells us not to worry about anything. That's what it says. Don't worry about anything. But in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see the God of comfort. Has sent his son. To bring us peace. Here's what I want to tell you today. If you're going through difficult situations, if you're not sure how things are going to come together, if you're worried about what the new year is going to bring, if you're worried about a family get-together in the days ahead, if you're concerned about medical conditions, if you're concerned about who you are and what's happening in your life, if you're concerned about a career future, if you're worried about going back to school, if you're worried about the grades that are going to come in from being finished in school, if all of that is in your life and it is causing unsettledness, run to the Lord who tells you to trust in Him. And the reason we know we can trust him with that stuff is because we can trust him with the deepest problem of our lives. Not only does he come to be our peace to find comfort, but he comes to be our peace so that we can find salvation. Look what Romans 5.1 says. Therefore... 
Since we have been declared righteous by faith, the thing is, Jesus has died for our sins. He has risen from the grave. We can trust in Him. Because we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, it says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who are far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For He is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. He will be called the ruler, the king, the prince, the chief of completeness, of wholeness, of contentment. You'll never find everything you need anywhere else but Jesus. And if you're here today and you're a believer and you say, I, yes, sir, I, I know that, I understand that, I believe that, let me just say, That in your life on a daily basis, you have to be reminded again and again that He is our peace and He is our ruler. If you're here today and you're not a believer, maybe you're here with family or it's Christmas so this is what you do. I just want you to know, you can look for comfort, you can look for joy, you can look for peace. All over this place. All over this world and relationships and things. But you will not find it. Unless you find it in Jesus. Three things I want to challenge you with and then we're done today. First of all, place yourself under the lordship of Jesus. Let him be the ruler. Let him be the king. Let him be the one that directs your life. Don't make it all on your own. Don't do it all on your own. Trust in him. Secondly, bring Jesus into every situation you have. Trust him in every situation. When you get the bills at the end of the month and they don't add up, trust Him. When you feel like you need to take a step of faith, that you need to go in a different direction, bring Him in. When life is collapsing around you, trust in Him. Which is the last one, it's simply that, trust Jesus. Either with your life for the first time, or in a daily walk with Him. Trust Jesus. Would you pray with me today?